Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 512. Yo. I want to do I need to start coming up with a, a voice, like, I don't know, intro voice. Like 512. <laughs> on the next Price is Right. <laughs> Sound effects. Yeah. But uh, we had fun today. Um, we always have fun. I know. But. Fun. <laughs> I can't see your air quotes there. Yeah, well, I was going to let it lie and let them assume the air quotes with the tone of my voice, but you ruined it. You didn't want them to really think you were being sincere? <laughs> Fine. No, well, no, of course not. I'm never sincere. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows that. Lack of sincerity on my... Actually, that's not true. I'm usually very truthful and sincere. But we're truthful and sincere in some book reviews. Yep. Good books. Yep. Everyone's check out. We even start talking about other books that just people need to check out. Definitely. So give this uh, episode a listen to find out what those are and much more. Ominous. Yep. So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 512. Also, my mantra while teaching, always be clerning. <laughs> ABCs of teaching. Coffee is for closers. times of working can't believe it's been a week and of it hasn't even been a full week of work for you yet. feels like it <laughs> it's only wednesday <laughs> uh, uh you're silly i know you Sometimes. get a couple days of work under your belt and you feel like uh you're just like one of the rest of us and yep. you're not tony not yet not yet but i'm getting back there yes i'm on the rise and you're on the I'm still on the rise, bitch. Yeah, that's true. You had some bad bit of luck. <laughs> I did. My car almost got stolen. So that was fun. Yeah. Caught it all on camera. Yeah, and... broad daylight, 11.16 a.m. on a Sunday. Some punk-ass bitch decides he wants to try and steal my Kia because, you know, that's what kids do from TikTok now is steal cars. <laughs> and uh, the kid who tried to steal our car was, I don't know, an idiot. So he did not do a good job because you're supposed to. Uh-uh. <laughs> Let's not say how you're supposed yeah. but you can easily look on high. Yeah, it's, and it's supposed to be real quick. And then you're not supposed to do the sort of damage that was done to my car trying to do it. But so. I think the sight of my husband on the porch with a bat scared the shit out of him because, dear listeners, my husband is quite a menacing presence if you get a look at him. <laughs> I could see that. Like, I always just know him as a nice... Uh, he's a big, cuddly teddy yeah. bear, but if he's on the porch with a bat... I'd be scared His Just his size in general is enough to scare you away. If he's got a weapon, you might think twice, especially if you're some punk-ass teenager who's just trying to fucking joyride a Kia and dump it somewhere. Um, So they really fucked up the car. And uh, you... Uh... You also got a new car. I did get it. Well, I had to get a new car. The the funny point to this story is that I needed a new car (laughs) because the car that I had, like, I kind of wish he would have stole it and the tires would have fallen off because that is what is about to happen to it anyway. Um, But no, he was just a terrible thief. So we were supposed to go car shopping the day before and we had like a fucking terrible day of weather 
here in Grand Rapids. Yeah, it's it just keeps snowing, rain mix, ice on the on weekends. the weekends. It's such bullshit. Going to do it again this weekend. Ugh fucking stupid so we went out to go car shopping and we went out to breakfast and like barely made it to breakfast and we were like fuck this shit um if we go to a dealership on a day like this they're definitely gonna know that we need a car right because who goes out to car shopping and weather (laughs) like this um so we didn't and then the next morning as i was in the shower getting ready to go get in the car to go to the store someone decides that that is not happening and that they're gonna try and steal it instead so I'm sorry for that bad luck, but oh, hey. yeah, I mean, it's, it, I guess the only thing that sucks is now we didn't, we couldn't trade it in, mm-hmm. but hopefully the insurance will give us something for it and then I'll, I can scrap it and hopefully scrappers will give me something for it and that'll equal what I would have gotten for the trade in is all I can hope. So well, could be worse. Yeah. And yeah, you are living your good life. You're cooking all the time yeah. on this stuff that like. What happened to you? What do you mean? I don't know. You feel more domesticated now. And... I've always been domesticated. Um, oh, you just fool me with your lush uh, drunkage here? Yeah. Well, listen, you can be a fucking good cook and like to take care of your house and still have fun. You just can't have 20 children while doing it. That is true. <laughs> that is true. That's your key to it success. That is the key. I had one, had him young, out of the house. Living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> taught him, taught him some nerdy things. Yes. So he kind of dabbles in that. Exactly. And... He's a cool kid, so I can't. I have no complaints. I mean, the the fact that everyone kept keeps checking on me to see if I'm okay about my car almost getting stolen, and I'm like, I don't understand why people keep checking on me. Am I supposed to be upset? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just more flabbergasted than anything. True. Honestly. <laughs> That reminds me of something that I, I wanted to bring up, uh, flabbergasted kind of, uh, sort of. So I've had this dream now that I've put it off as a dream of owning this thing because. Because you have no money. No. Yeah. Well, no, it's something I actually own. So oh. it, it's, uh, you know, the game Stratego. Ever... I, I, I know of the game Stratego. I love it because of my grandpa teaching it to me and everything. And so. I remembered having a Lord of the Rings edition of Stratego. Okay. I swear to God, it was something that I had. Nowhere could I find it ever. And so I'm like, I just must never have really owned it. I must have just dreamed I owned it. I even got a new Stratego game for Christmas one time, and that game is fucking expensive. It's like 50 bucks just for a normal one. And it's just a bunch of little plastic pieces. Sure. Going at my dad's house through a random closet, because uh, I did live with him the first year after college, and I went through a random cl- closet when I was over there looking for something else, and I found the game. Oh, man. And oh, I- you can hear it in the box. Shake it. Shake it for the listeners. And so you can play the normal Stratego, but this also has like a um, twist where you can play it a Lord of the Rings style. Okay. Good guys versus bad guys and moving... Uh, Frodo. To Is somewhere. this like a just an advanced guess who? No, so I've never played Stratego, but looking at the board, it looks like you know that game where you're like, do they have yeah, red and hair? And do you flip them down. So each one of these uh, can move certain spots and distances, and the lower the, I believe it's lower the number, um, you just get wiped out. There, no, higher the one of the things. Hi, higher uh, the number, uh, you get wiped out by something lower. 
Okay. And but you don't know where you can place your battlefield wherever. But then there's some bombs that will automatically blow up your pieces if I'm they run bored. into them. It's so much fun. <laughs> it, it's is it like so? It's like chess and like yes. turned based RPG. Yeah. And all you, together. Yep, and you don't know what your where your opponents put their pieces, but you slowly start finding and out. battleship. Yeah. Yeah. Because then if you blow up by something, there are certain. Uh, numbers that can blow up a bomb ah, and then like mine sweep it's a little bit of everything yeah i'm like i'm like <laughs> just like you smush all of these things together i don't know it's one but of it's my favorites old, growing up so. old ass game though right stratego i feel like it's been around for yeah. for forever well that's happy yeah how so, much more of your shit is at your dad's house i don't know i don't know if i need to bring more i don't think that here. you do also i'm just like who's gonna play that with you <laughs> You now. I'm gonna. No. I'm gonna force you to quick play a game. Ow! A game. It would only take ten minutes. I doubt it. I know. I'm it'll a slow take, learner. It'll take longer. I think it says actually fifteen or twenty to thirty minutes for yeah. a game. But fuck that shit. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, getting to some reviews. I I want to talk about a book series that this ended in December. I started reviewing uh, the first book of it. Um, it's called Seven Sons, and it wrapped up on issue seven, part seven. It was such a wild ride. Like, I, I don't want to even really talk so much about some specifics in here, just some themes that went on throughout it, because I thought the story was great. I've seen some mixed reviews online of where people felt the story went, but no one can deny the artwork yeah. By Jay Lee. It's real weird. It's weird. It's weird in a way, but it's also kind of a beautiful hypnotic. It's, I can't quite describe it. Okay. But just looking at the people, the Jesse, as they were called in here, the the basis for this is there's seven boys Sons. that were born sure. around the world, and they are Jesus figures. That's right. And I'm trying to remember, were they were they Immaculate Conceptions or were they manufactured? They were immac- Immaculate Conceptions. And they all were born on the same day? Yes. Yeah. And so then some guy who wrote a book about it saying these sons were going to come became then the head of this church. And so right, the all other religions pretty much got annexed from the world. There's still you know people that believe in their own gods and everything, but they're kind of ridden out of society. You have some people that are calling these people false prophets. So you have kind of some terrorists trying to stop these people because they're fake. But they're not. But they are. And there's some twists and turns in here that really made me go, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then, oh, that's way back supernatural. And again, that's the stuff that I don't want to get into too much. But one of the things is the first issue starts off very confusing with uh one of the threads of the story but in part seven it goes back to that where you then oh that's what happened and this is where we're at ah. in the story which again was the one thing throughout this whole thing is like there was some weird event with one of these boys this then tied back into it to get to the now and i thought that was a very cool reveal putting it in issue one Confusing the shit out of readers. Right. But then come to full fruition. Don't you think that's risky to start a series that is only going to be seven issues with a very confusing well first issue? 
Well, it got right in. It was just a little bit of a scene within the okay. overall. It got really back into the meat of what's going on. But it was just a couple pages of I see this random guy who got came back to life. And well, then you get to issue seven to find out how and why and where. Was that it one was. of the sons yeah. that died and came back to life? But you don't know like, that. So like Jesus. Little, which then goes to the are they. You know, are they Jesus? There, there is some people hearing some things. There's a lot of stuff that, again, I liked the the very criticism of fake prophets and religion for you know, making people rich and everything. Yeah, you're just you're barking right up my alley on but that then, one. But then I like mythology. I love reading about Zeus and those gods because it's fun and fantasy and everything. Yes, but do you read Christian mythology? Because let me tell you, I mean that shit is boring. It is not Zeus. Narnia. I mean that's Christian. I'm mythology. talking about the actual Christian mythology. Uh, I watched Good <laughs> Omens like everyone else did. <laughs> that true story. I'm talking about the Bible, son. I know. <laughs> no, but obviously this is not. They are, but this is not the Bible right. repeating itself. It's these people that came from somewhere, and it is worth it to read. Um, it was written by Robert Win- Windham and Calvin Mao. I want to put them in there too. Cause again, it just felt refreshing and I'm glad that I finally had time to catch up and reading all these issues and they each one too, even though I got to then binge read it. I'm like, man, that would have sucked to kind of have to wait till that next issue. Cause they left like those cliffhangers at the end of each issue. Is each book about one of the different, cause you said there's seven total. No, because you'll find out very quickly those numbers are dwindling down oh. because of the terrorist group and okay. other things without giving who's who and what's and you're still like you're thinking, Oh, this person's gonna live and then kind of Game of Thrones style, like, oh, that was a main character that's not there anymore. Right. And that was kind of refreshing too. I don't also know though if this was only going to originally be a seven issue series because there is a page two pages or one small part of a panel and then the last splash page that really felt like it was left open if you looked at it one way and actually if you really thought about it for one of the panels that there's more to this story that needs to be explored however with how it ended though you could kind of say it was an ending to the overall story Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's more, and I would like to know if there's going to be more, but there's no word of it coming out. Right. So I almost feel like maybe they started hot with, you know, what is this? And maybe people kind of fell off because people hate books for many different reasons. Well, books about religion, even I'm going to say fake religions, even though uh, my personal opinion is that most religions are fake. <laughs> But <clears throat> a book about religion is hard to sell. There was the that one that DC dropped. Was it Begotten Son that DC was originally going to do? And then a Second Hoy. Son? Yeah, Second Son. Or that, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And that Where was... Where it was G- with Jesus... Uh, was it sec- second coming? Second coming. Second coming. Yep. Yes. Where Superman type. Yes. Where 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 God sent Jesus to Earth to learn from the superhero. Yep. Yeah. That was a really good book, and it was a, a pity that the DC dropped DC it dropped because it. of people. Yeah. I don't know if this is what happened with this book, or like how it went, or so fucking nuts, man. Because again, mean... if there is more, or maybe you know, 
this was part, you know, the first chapter right. of this, and then maybe they'll come out with seven more and like yeah, a it could months. be that it comes out with like so the first one is seven sons, and then the second one is seven sons, uh, day of advent yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that, right? That, so, that seems to be a trend. <laughs> but I, I, I look forward to if it, and if not, I was glad that I, I read this story and how it ended to kind of just be open-ended in your mind of what could have happened and everything. So I just really kind of wanted to talk about it. And I didn't even get into the gist of the story because it was that good of turns to even explain like one character will kind of give away some other things of who that character was. And yeah. So, you will really like it. I yeah, think I'll have many to people it. will really like it. Um, it seems like it's a be- uh, series better read in like a collection. I would say that, yeah. Because, yeah. um, again, there was, yeah, all those cliffhanger stuff, but just you would really be able to digest the themes and stuff that they were trying to go for. And again, just the art. It's weird, but. Cool. Love it. I so. love weird art. What do you have for us? <clears throat> so I, I'm not going to review this one, but I just want to remind everybody that the second issue of Where Monsters Lie came out, and this is the series that's about the uh, gated community of serial killers. Oh, yeah. And the second issue was just as good as the first one. You find out some some weird things about some of the serial killers and their, like, powers? It's weird to say powers, but, like, they're not... There is definitely some supernatural angles to some of the 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 people, um, which is super cool. And you kind of get the backstory of like the cop that's leading the charge into the community. So, again, very very good. I highly suggest this one if you have any sort of love of like slasher horror movies and things like that. You will enjoy this book. Um, so that was just your gentle reminder to read that shit. Um, the book that I read that is not that um, was from Jeff Lemire, because you know, if Jeff Lemire has a book come out, I got to read it. That's my boy. Um, so I read Phantom Road. And it's about a truck driver. And it kind of starts with all your truck driver stuff, right? He stops at a gas station, has some has some food, turns down the guy, the the I want to say lot lizard, but that's prostitute. But the guy in the parking lot trying to sell everybody drugs and <laughs> and stuff like that. And he just seems like a like a an eye on the goal sort of truck driver, not the kind of truck driver that's like picking up hookers and taking taking lots of drugs to stay awake and stuff like that. Just a guy who's like doing his job, and that's it. And then you get to a point where he's back on the road and then he almost hits somebody because they swerve into his side of the road and their car flips over and he gets out. And then that's where shit goes crazy. And the girl that the car flips over, one of the girls or the girl, I don't know how many people are in the car. If somebody died or what she gets out of the car and she's kind of talking gibberish and he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say. And she points to something in the road that made her swerve. And he goes to go check it out and, like, touches it. And and there's this big green flash. And all of a sudden, they're both kind of on the same road they were on, but, like, not there. They've gone to another dimension or another time or something. Because it's just desolate 
sand around them. And then off in the distance, I don't know if zombie is the right word, but a zo- let's just say zombie. It's, it's, it's kind of zombie-esque, but feels different. Just, you know. Yeah, it looks not like a zombie, but probably acts like one. Yeah. And um, he fights that off and then realizes there's a bunch of them in the in the background coming towards him and sh- he runs back to the car to the truck and gets in and they go they go to run away and she's like wait we can't leave that thing that transported us here so they go back to get it and all the things are around them and that's kind of the whole thing it's like very much like a setup book so then i feel like almost nothing happened Right. I, I, I'm trying to explain like what happened in the plot. And it's like, I don't know, he was driving a truck and now he's here. And then he, and then there were zombies. And that's kind of the whole thing. The page that really got me and what made me subscribe to this is it goes through the goes through the book. It, it kind of felt like the, the beginning of a movie. How you know the how they have like the intro scenes and then they'll do the the cut to the title of the movie. So you go through the whole book. And it gets to the like the title page, Phantom Road. Okay. But then they have like a stinger on the end, where they just cuts to him sitting at the back of the truck with him a crowbar at all of the dead bodies around. He's killed every single one of them. So like, what's his deal? Yeah. Now I'm now I'm like, what's going on here? What is this guy's <laughs> deal? So, you know, for a first book, whatever it was, the whole story was just kind of like there was almost nothing there. Really? Until you get to that last page and you're like, oh, hmm, yeah. okay. How does he know? How did he do that? Where are they? And then you really start kind of processing what could happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes people keep reading books. It's not necessarily like the first issue being so good. It's it's being left with, oh, now I need to know what happens next sort of thing. Yeah. Very much like most TV shows these days where the first five minutes are really exciting and good and then the middle's kind of like, wah, wah. <laughs> and then you get to the last five minutes and you're like, holy fuck, and then you feel like you have to watch the next episode. It's kind of what this felt like a little bit. I hope that the rest of the book is more exciting, and I'm sure it will be. Um, these two characters just met. They don't know each other. They've been transported somewhere, some in some time. I nobody knows. I don't even know what her name is. And there's these creatures. So, are there different creatures? Where are they? How can this guy kill all these things with a crowbar? All questions that need to be answered. And their differences will make them stronger, and they'll grow friendship along the well, way. Well, but it's Jeff Lemire, so maybe not. That's true. Right? <laughs> That's the thing. Is like I trust. I trust Jeff Lemire to give me a good story. So even though I feel like for a first issue, this story was eh, like I trust that he's going to take it somewhere exciting and fun. Hopefully maybe a little sad. He's very good at like making you sad when you read a story, (laughs) (laughs) but the art is at all is also really good. So the artist on this book, and I feel like Jeff Lemire is definitely drawn to the type of artist that kind of resembles his art. A little bit. So like on, um, what was that one about the robot kid that I read? I can't even remember. Uh, Descender? Yes. So that had, or yeah. Or Descend- Ascender. Ascender is the sequel. Descender is the, um, so that was Dustin Wynn who had a, he, his art style isn't the same, but they're like the colors were all watercolor and stuff like that. Um, 
I don't know actually who did the colors on this, but the art in this is Gabriel H. Walta and then Jordi Belair, who is like top yep. of the game colors, did the color on this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I already have the next one ordered, so I'll give the second one a go. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then I'll stop reading it. Okay. And I will let everyone know. <laughs> but so far, I am going to stick in there and see what happens. Um, I had one other series that, I mean, there's a couple other series I caught up on, but one that I want to tell people they need to read now. Uh, issue 8 comes out next month, but 8 Billion Genies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got yeah. caught up on that. Yeah. And what was funny, too, is, um, and this is the thing I just want to say, is the reading a couple of them right away, I had forgotten, though, how the it was written, the first eight seconds. Oh, the it's first how it skips hours, in time. And it wasn't until they did the first, uh, so I caught up on the eight weeks, so I was chapter three, I guess. And then it was eight months and then 80 years. Eight but years. Eight, or eight. Eight years. No, then there's 80 years and number yeah. seven. Well, eight, it's eight seconds, eight minutes, no, eight minutes. I don't think it's eight seconds. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's eight seconds. No, because that's too one. quick to yeah, eight make seconds, the bar. So eight, eight minutes. Probably. Eight days, eight weeks, eight months, eight years. And then I think it's 80 years. Well, then number eight's going to be eight billion, yeah, or eight centuries, yeah. And so it's like how they how they wrote that as the basis of telling the story, and how these characters though have progressed, right, that is crazy. That makes me even more. I, I don't see how some of these characters could live to the eight centuries. They probably won't. That's the interesting thing about this story is it's not necessarily focused on the characters, but what. The, this event has done to the world, which is an interesting way to go at a story instead of focusing entirely on all of the characters and what they've gone through. Because you're skipping large swaths of their lives, right? Mm -hmm. You're not. You're just not getting the whole download of what they've gone through. You're literally just seeing snapshots in time. And it. And to me, that seems like it's meant to be like, yes, these are the characters we're using to show you what's happened in the world since this event. But really this story is about what having a genies, having genies in the world and going forward, having genies for every person that's born has done to the world. And that last wish. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's such a good series, but again, not only just the story of how good just having wishes are, but then just them saying this book is going to be, yeah, eight minutes, eight yeah. weeks. Like that to me was just like a, I knew that, but I didn't think of it until Oh yeah, that's that's how they were doing this, and they just made a great story. Period. Um, so I can't. I wait, agree. Can't wait till that when that one comes out. We're definitely gonna review that one. So and like, listen, there is not a better duo in my opinion for writing and art than Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Yeah, and fuck Ryan Brown and his stupid art. <laughs> there's some. There's, I love it so much. <laughs> there was a couple. Uh, what was the Something didn't they have a cowboy or? So Ryan Brown did um, space cowboy. Or... No, it was called God Hates Astronauts. Or, yeah, so and that was all Ryan Brown, and it was it was an online um, only comic for a really long time, and and years ago he put it out in in a collection, and that that story is fucked up and so good. I definitely suggest everybody read God Hates Astronauts. Um, but they also did Curse Words, mm -hmm. which was another great one. I believe they both were on that one. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was both of them that did Curse Words. But it's just, what a, when, 
<laughs> it's like when a really good director finds like their perfect DP and like that director of photography shoots that director's film so beautifully and that relationship just makes like the best movie in the world. Yep. Right? That's what it feels like with Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown can draw so perfectly like the thoughts, the weird <laughs> fucked up thoughts yeah, the weird that things. are coming out of Charles Soule's head. And But also I assume that Ryan Brown is probably like, hey, what if we did this? Because th- some of this definitely is God Hates Astronauts vibes to yeah. it. So it clearly is like a good marriage of just the, both of their brains. It must be very weird to have be in on those conversations when they're thinking through this stuff. So looking forward to that. And then something that I just saw was the trailer for Power Rangers 30th anniversary. Oh, man. Uh, Power Rangers Once and Always, uh, which will be on Netflix coming out next month. It's going to be a big hole in that cast. Yeah. Yes, but again, well, this was filmed before. I don't even know if uh, um, Jason David Frank was part of. Oh, be weird. This, but I feel like I didn't see a Green Ranger in the trailer. And again, he also was kind of distancing. He never really distanced himself, but he was doing that other uh, movie, uh, the Legend of the White Dragon. Oh, which is made to be kind of Power Rangers, but it's his own property, so they could kind of do whatever. Yeah, but he, he conned on, on being a Power oh, Ranger. Yeah. And, like, he was in, there was a, I can't remember, wasn't there an, there an episode of one of the shows that they did where a bunch of the Power Rangers showed up from all the different seasons? Oh, yeah, he's shown up in yeah. mu- multiple yeah. of those. So this one, though, I know they've, uh, at least they've cast the uh, original voice of Rita Repulsa, because the actual actress who played her is passed away so she's a robot looking one but mm. whatever the trailer just looked like fun it looked cheesy a bit of course it I has mean, to it has um the original um billy and zach so david yost and uh walter emmanuel jones from the very original yes yeah, so American. they're the blue and the black power rangers yeah. and then in the trailer as well uh there's a young asian girl who talks about her mom passing away and that like kind of a gut punch because the original Trini had passed away in an right. accident. And so they kind of acknowledged that. But again, they might have said something with the Green Ranger if, you know, this was filmed, you know, after his passing. But right. I, or again, he may show up as like that special cameo that people were like, we didn't see it in the trailer. And he had that. Well, yeah. And if they're shot. hiding it because. You know, you don't know. Nobody knows when this is filmed, so maybe everybody's making the assumption that he's not going to be in it. And then when he pops up on that screen, that can do a lot because the the people who go see it will get very excited and then fucking blast that shit online, and then everybody else will go see it. So it would be a great marketing move. The one sad thing too is, and people talk about the Power Rangers curse of actors going off and then getting in trouble and. Or passing away and everything after being a Power Ranger. Because the original Red Ranger has been in, like, trouble. I forget, tax evasion or something. or Pay your taxes. I, trouble with the law. So he's not in here. But what they have is the second version of the Red Ranger, uh, Rocky. And so then, and I also saw the second version of the Pink Ranger. So again, like. <gasps> not the original Pink Ranger? No. Oh, so just the, the original from... two Rangers are going to be uh, Zach and Billy. But. 
again, having those other still, they were Mighty Morphin, the second, uh, third season, but the Amy new Amy Joe Johnson. That oh, was the she was the original, yeah. Yeah. I can't believe she wouldn't come back for this shit. What's she doing? I don't know, but... You know, some people have just moved on from those things. Come on, it's a day. It's a day, Amy Joe. It's a day. <laughs> Pretty much, probably. Yeah. I don't know. They maybe doing all the backflips and stuff. Maybe she's not. She ain't got to do that. She got to show up and be someone's mom. That's true. Because when you're in the suit, you could just yeah. have someone else. They're not. Do they it. weren't doing that shit. Those were different actors in I the mean, suit. That is true. <laughs> yes and no. They they bought suits. For them to wear, so they could take off the, the when they took off their helmets, they would be yes. underneath. Yes, but like the the main, a lot of it was not it was them. All, yeah, it yeah. Was footage from Japan. Spoiler alert! Yes, <laughs> much much of that was filmed before they filmed the American version. Well, of I even that. saw uh, there's a new uh, Power Rangers show that's going to be. There's so many seasons of different Power Rangers yeah. stuff that it's the comic books are the way to read them now, especially if you love the original and. Having some other uh, Zords and stuff from the different series come together, but it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, what everything's going on now. Yeah, it's it's an, a life. It's a person. It's a full lifetime of television. Yeah, and I'm not, I have my original love. I I watched when the movie came out, both of them. I will watch this one because it's original. But you know the new series stuff. It's kind of like. Yeah, I tried that once, and I actually did get through one of the seasons because they always have two seasons. They have right. that first season, and then almost defeated, and they get their second Zords and everything. Ah. It's pretty much how most Power Rangers right. things go. So this will be great just to see the originals again, at least some of it, continue on, yeah. see where the story goes. Sure. So looking forward to that. Um, also looking forward to possibly watching Shazam, Fury of the Gods, at home. Yeah, because it did so shitty in the theater, they're gonna push it out to streaming right away. Yes, yeah, so fuck yeah. Uh, they it's still gonna be streaming to rent first because they still want to make up right. some money. But it's uh, they're saying April nineteenth, I think, or somewhere around. Do you think it was bad? I or do you think people are just over it? Well, the I mean, the box office says that it was bad. It only made thirty million out of one hundred twenty five right. million. But is it Black Adam bad? I well, here's the th- people. A couple different reasons why people are saying that they don't want to see it. The trailer gave everything away, which mm. again, I saw the trailer once, but I didn't have that much interest in seeing this at the theaters. I enjoyed the first one, but yeah, Black Adam really tainted my want to see this. Yep. And then also too, because everything is getting reset. Do I even care anymore about sure. the DC, whatever this was before right. James Gunn's yeah, version? Yeah, that's fair. But then also we have the Flash movie coming out, which, again, I won't pay to go see that. But I'm no. curious enough to see it. Well, mainly Michael Keaton, but also. Can we have the the fan cut of that with just all the Michael Keaton scenes? <laughs> we watched. Can you somehow replace 3.5 minutes. Ezra Miller? Is that his name? With uh, Michael Keaton somehow. Just Michael Keaton Just plays Michael. all the parts. <laughs> including Kara. <laughs> Just smiles. Hey. I would watch that over and over and over again, no matter how long it was. It was just all Michael Keaton. I was trying to think if he, if he ever did a... 
uh, one of those where he had to dress up as a girl in a movie, like pretending. I don't think I he don't did. I don't think though. so, unless somehow in Mr. Mom, his kids dressed that, him. That's what I was but. trying to think. Mr. Mom was like, no, he didn't dress up. But I'm wondering how bad that movie will do. Because I hope it bombs, because that movie does not. I feel bad for Michael Keaton that he's in that movie. Yeah. It just. The Don't. idea of it is is great. The idea of doing Flashpoint is great. They miscast the Flash. Even before he was a, proven to be a, a fucking shithead, I did not enjoy that character. I really feel they could have, knowing that they're going to scrap like you know what they've had now and start over, I do feel they could have somehow salvaged the end of Flashpoint. Because, again, it's Flashpoint. It's mm-hmm. going to reset everything. Right. It is the perfect time, unless they truly do know the ending of how that movie is going to go, and then that's why they announced, bad pun that I'm going to say, but they jumped the gun by announcing Uh. him coming in before these movies were released. Right. Because I think that's a bigger than just Black Adam. Black Adam sucked. But I think just, but Black Adam all sucked too. Well, it sucked as a movie, but I don't think people were as excited well, I guess James Gunn got announced after that movie was out. Yeah, that movie just sucked. I guess yeah, you can't even blame it yeah, on James Gunn. Yeah, and I think we talked about it before, but just just briefly, it's because who the fuck is Black Adam? You and I know who Black Adam is, of course. Lots of people who read comic books do. Maybe he's not like a top-tier character. If you're going to do a lower-tier character as your main character, it has to be Guardians of the Galaxy level good. And it just was not that. Yeah, and not in... And that's why James Gunn is... Because he made Guardians of the Galaxy. He took a group of characters that nobody fucking knew about and made them great. And everybody loved them for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) You can argue that they probably lost a bit of their shine. I don't know. We'll see how the third movie does. Um, I do want to just briefly say, though, about the trailers for movies like yeah dc get your shit together marvel has been pretty good of let's not show the ending and let's i even love when marvel throws in shit that doesn't end up being in there because it really throws my expectations and thinking so that i can be surprised in some moments and dc take note of that or any not even just dc any movies in general yeah because again a lot of trailers, they want to get you hooked enough to where you want to be in it, but then they're going to show all the best yep. scenes, and it's like, we'll have a couple extra better scenes that you can still surprise me as a viewer. Yep. Yep. Um, did you have any news that you want to talk about? I mean, I have some other things, but I want to... Uh, well, no, the only... And I actually I saw this by accident, but I put it in my head like, oh, we should mention this. So, obviously, the new X-Men animated series is coming out later this year yep. um, they've announced who the big bad of the se- new season is going to be and it's your boy Yep. Nathaniel Essex also known as Mr. Sinister um, who was a character in the original one obviously um, so it'll be interesting to see where they kind of pick that up I'm very excited about this I guess I also didn't realize that the conceit of it was that Magneto was taking over the X-Men so it's not a Charles Xavier ran X team. Well, I heard though that it is picking up 
after the series, so there's going to have to be a couple episodes of that transition. I guess, though, I don't really remember how I know, I'm going to have to go back and watch. I feel yeah, like the last, the last season, episodes. they really started shoving in a bunch of, like... Characters a week to yes. just be like, here's this guy. Yep, yep. So I feel like out of all of the seasons, the last one was my least favorite. Because of that, I'm like, I don't need to see Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see my X-Men. And yeah, get him out of stuff. here. That fucking Boy Scout out of the X-Men. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't, I have a very foggy, because it's probably the season I've rewatched the least of of how that series ended. Um, so, Magneto's going to be running the X-Men, which ha- is, has happened in the comic books plenty of times. Um, Char- Charles will go missing or quits or dies in air quotes or whatever um and then we got mr sinister of course coming to be the big bad so we'll see if i don't if i don't get at least one uh cyclops yelling gene (laughs) (laughs) and uh gene gray using her powers and also sounding like she's having an orgasm at least once per episode then i'm not going to be happy with however this (laughs) season goes (laughs) Those are my two requirements. Um, so that yeah, that's all. That's all I really. I'm again very excited though about I, this yeah. relaunch. Yeah, and oh. I heard that they are planning like five seasons. Like they've already started just saying they know it's going to be a hit. Like, it, people are going to tune in, so why not? It's just start making the other seasons now. It's the perfect bridge because it's not a kiddie cartoon. I mean, it is. Right, we watched it as kids. Our parents didn't watch that no. shit with us. But I thought it was more adultish. It is. It... It's definitely more adult themed. But like, uh, as my mom didn't watch X Men animated series yeah. with us. My dad may maybe if he knew about it, he would have watched it because my dad is a huge nerd. But um, but I will watch it, and I don't have any young kids. But if I did, I would watch it with my young kids. So it is going to be a great kind of like introduction to young kids uh, of the X Men, and now. When they're older, they're going to hear the theme song and be like, oh, my God, X-Men animated series is my jam when I was a kid. And there's going to be a whole new generation of kids who get to see that. And I think that's really exciting. Uh, Some other Marvel news. Uh, Victoria Alonzo, she was the co-president of Marvel Studios, has resigned. Yeah. Um, She was, I guess, very in charge of the VFX stuff. Mm, she she quit because Modoc was so bad. I most people are uh, saying it like usually if you're quitting and getting replaced like ahead of time like you're resigning on your own they announce it ahead of time replacement. Usually when people just suddenly resign, it's a they got fired but they resign thing. And I can only. There's lots of flack going towards all the VFX, not just MODOK, but people, you know, some of the Doctor Strange. Multi- mm. But on the flip side, too, then you have some beautiful ones that have come out recently, like Eternals was was beautiful. Yeah, and, and you can't really go. <sighs> but then, but you can't. The, v- it, the VFX it's... and I, I'm going to stand up for the VFX and Doctor Strange because the VFX and Doctor Strange were exactly what I would expect from a Sam Raimi movie. And I think the problem is, is that Sam Raimi went to Sam Raimi in that movie. And it wasn't a problem with the story or the VFX. It was that mainstream Marvel movie watchers don't understand 
or or no Evil Dead or Dark Man or any of that old Sam Raimi stuff that he was pulling from. And that was the problem with that movie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Oh yeah, I don't think it's I'm gonna stand up I'm gonna stand up for that movie. I enjoyed it. I wish there was more shit that happened in other fucking universes because we didn't get a lot, but well, it's it's the internet nitpicking on everything. Yeah. Where, but I I don't deny that I feel there's been a bit of a um, quality issue lately in yeah. some of the stuff. Oh, well, and, yeah. And and I mean, Marvel Studios, uh, all the you know Disney president, whatever has all said like, yeah, we're gonna stop pushing so much stuff out. I mean, even some of it is the TV shows where. Loki and all that looked amazing, but then some of these other characters felt like they got like pennies for their budget. Let's let's have an even keel of let's make it all feel superhero real. Right. And again, if that's the reason why she got let go, okay, like not being good in charge of it. I've heard uh, some insiders say she was the person that if she liked you, your your star is rising. But if you ticked her off. You're never going to work in Hollywood again oh, well, type thing. Well, that's not a good way to be a boss. No. You have to put your feelings aside. Unless somebody's really bad at their job, then yeah, they'll like fire them. But like just because you don't get along with somebody isn't a reason to like ruin their careers. Well, that is, but that's a very high up position though yeah. to have just suddenly quit. Or maybe it truly was just her just wanting to resign because maybe she, it all got to her. But yeah, when you had a nice cushy job like that. Yeah. Um,. Going into some Marvel comics, something that I wanted to discuss because I found it interesting, but Punisher right now, I don't know if you knew he got a new logo, which I think is ridiculous. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's not the skull anymore? No, it's kind of like a skull like uh, with horn, like a devil looking type It looks like something thing. that Ghost Rider would rock. Yeah. I mean, I know Ghost Rider wouldn't rock that because it looks stupid. Yes, but neither would punish her normally. Why? It, why? Why is it? You know what? You know what it is. It's because all those fucking no. Yeah, that is why co-opted but I, that but goddamn I want, symbol. I, no, take Punisher. Take back your symbol because that was one of the most coolest iconic symbols. Even though Punisher is not my guy that I read a lot of, you can't go wrong with that awesome spray painted skull. I had a I when I when I was in my my thinner days, I had like a in my brain and I, it never came to fruition, but I had the most awesome Punisher cosplay like mapped out in my head when I, back when I used to do cosplay. And it I would not do it with that symbol. No. Absolutely not. It's not bad as he looks like I don't know. But but here's the thing. Something out of Final Fantasy. Besides <laughs> the symbol, which that was uh, months ago, is in the newest issues, he's gotten some superpowers like from, Superman. from the hand. So he now has flight and super durability and a, this way to sense bad guys. Why? Well, the hand recruited him, and he they brought back his wife, and he then said, I will work for you guys. So they gave him powers? Yeah, so he's like a, an eternal beast or something. That's fine. But again, Punisher okay. doesn't need powers. Doesn't it is kind it. of I I like the story of seeing him and his wife. Like that is kind of a cool thing. Don't to you explore. think that's a bit like bringing Gwen Stacy back though? 
Yeah, but I guess I never really cared. Well, we never got to know his wife ever. I, mean, I know, she but that's dies. like the whole plot of his story. I guess we get flashbacks and stories. Yeah, and but stuff, that's but... like what drives his character. Yeah. So now his character doesn't need to be driven by that. Well, now anymore. he's saying he doesn't want to fight the hand because he's been his homing beacon on bad guys. He comes front to face with a kid with a gun, and well, he didn't want to kill a kid, even though the kid probably a robber or something. So again, this trying is trying to steal his Kia. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> that's why I brought it up full circle. <laughs> no, it it it's weird. It's it's not the Punisher that I. He I legit knew. looks like Superman in that photo you have up. Legit, like if you were to just pull that up and show it to me and be like, "Who is this?" I probably would say that that's Superman. Well, it's just it's yeah the glowing mist from his eyes and. Well, and like the, I mean, you know, even just the shape of the face and the darkness of the hair, and I could totally see Superman rocking some Elseworld suit that has that symbol on it. It's very DC cheesy. (laughs) Yep, it is. So that's that's the 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 route that he's going in now. Uh, Well, he got confronted at the end of the last issue. By the heroes because there's a, a big thing going down with uh, Daredevil right now in the comics. So yeah, and the hand and I would much that. rather watch Punisher fly through space in a yeah. chariot driven by an Asgardian goat than than whatever is going on in this. Here's here's the thing. I'm glad you said that because I was about ready to talk about it. So I hate all this, everything about this. I think uh, it would have been a cool story if him just being the hired gun for the hand instead of getting supernatural powers because Punisher is best just being the Punisher. You need those characters. I think, I think in, 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 uh, uh, franchise like DC and Marvel, you need, you need the Batmans. You need the Punishers. You need those unpowered people. When you give them powers, it kind of ruins their whole thing. Here's I, like, and I don't mind sometimes getting an upgrade. Like they used to have, uh, called it the Unipower or like the cosmic. Like most people have had this cosmic suit. I can't exactly remember. Well, that's the, a suit. But it's it's like a power that like Spider Man had this cosmic suit where you look kind of all starry. Sure. Um, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Here yeah. Danver, Danvers yeah. had uh, like everyone's had it at one point, and that's a cool thing to sometimes give a story. But this. He'll probably lose it. Right. But what I'm going to say is if this is the beginning of him getting powers to become the future space, oh, space punisher. Well, was it? Yeah. Because he's. I mean, that wasn't the story. Well, it's space. But... Well, not space punisher. The future Deadpool one where he becomes uh, the Herald of Galactus. Because uh... remember, it's Frank Castle uh, f- fighting Thanos. He was like the last one because it was that mystery of. Who is this uh, Deadpool? And now I'm forgetting which Deadpool name that was, but it was, you'd think it was Wade Wilson, but it's Frank Frank Castle Castle. who became insane. And oh, Cosmic, Cosmic Deadpool, maybe? Who the fuck? Or Cosmic Ghost. I don't know, because he was, had, yeah, the Ghost Rider powers then too. Right. I don't know. I guess, I guess I'm saying Frank Castle, this isn't the only time he's gotten powers. That's true. Um, those circumstances were extraordinary and futuristic, whereas this is kind of like, um, well, we brought your wife back, so here's some power. 
Chris, now you work for us. Well, here's a sad thing, too. I just know that his wife's going to die again. So then it's like. That's how they're going to bring him back down. Because, I mean, him working for the hand, too, is also kind of. The whole thing is is a real kind of like stab at the character of Frank Castle because it really goes against like everything he's kind of stood for since the inception of his character and maybe there's a purpose to it I don't know I'm not going to read it so at the end of the day I don't really fucking care somebody will love this storyline and I'm very happy for them Um, but I guess it's eventually just going to lead to the rebirth of Frank Castle as Frank Castle probably that's the way all of that stuff works out um, one other uh, quick comic book uh, news is there's a four-issue limited series of Loki coming out. Okay. Which, for most people that don't know, he's had a lot of different uh, character changes over the years. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I would say within the last 10-ish years, he's been mostly a good guy. Being yeah. Being a younger... The version that we now see Tom Hiddleston being is kind of what comic book... Right. He's still mischievous, but he's not like. Well, he was Sorcerer Supreme for a hot minute, right? Yep. Um, well, he's been, he's been Kid Loki, and then this Lady Loki. Lady Loki. He's been all these different Lokis, yep. some of the variants from the TV show, and but he's now been mainly uh, the god of stories, at least the last handful of years, if not a little bit longer. They've kind of switched back to, but he's not. He's a trickster, but he doesn't want. He's been trying to get away from that, and I right. like that they've maintained that. Not just because of the synergy of the movies and making him a bad guy, but, again, the original Loki for kind of, I don't want to call him old man Loki, but, you know, the original one with the long horns that helped make the, you know, Avengers and the story and stuff. He had his time, but I don't really need him to come back. Like, if they switch this character that they have now, I'd kind of be upset. Because, again, it would be just going back to the status quo, but why? Have another evil bad Loki or... Maybe have a different variant come up. Or, I don't know, just create a whole new fucking character. Yeah, and make stories surrounding that. Doesn't, yeah. (laughs) You could tie it into the Loki books, create a new character, put it in the Loki book, and then you have your new character going forward. That's the thing, I think, is these these companies have a really hard time introducing new characters. And I think that's because they try to, like, send them off on their way as a main character in a book, like, right away. And that is never going to work. Nobody's going to pick up a, a Marvel book about a new character and be like, this is my jam. Yeah. Not really. That's why they keep trying to change the characters that are in their stable to fit the current state of things, which they've always done. Um, but maybe the answer is to like just figure out a better way to introduce new characters. So that four-issue mini, uh, miniseries is coming out this summer. And, again, also, too, I love miniseries more now and now. Oh, I love like, them. Oh, I give, love me, them. give me the issues I need to read, get to the end of the story. And... Fucking five-issue miniseries, 90-minute movies. That's, like, the older I get, the less time I want to be yeah. spending <laughs> with this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to die soon. I don't want to be watching three-hour movies and 12-issue miniseries. Fuck that shit. Um, last thing I want to bring up, um, it's one of the things that I'm loving in the X-Men books is them doing this whole Hellfire Gala every year. Mm -hmm. Because again, like much like when we talk about the, or I talk about the swimsuit issues in the summer and everything, this is very an artist, uh, rendition of just new suits and new things for the one event. So it, and they always have a different artist that does this, the new costumes for the gala every year. And 
it's just it's a fun thing to do because once they get their suits for that year you kind of need to have that continuity through the books to kind of not have them switch right. costumes and this is kind of a fun way to not only switch that up but also switch up the x books the teams the teams and, and, and everything yeah so i bring that up because again they're going to have another one uh coming out i think august or in the fall sometimes but at san diego comic-con this year there's going to be uh uh, Marvel Unlimited six uh, X Men sixty Uncanny Years live virtual event. So again, that's just the title of the event. But they're going to be doing a real life Hellfire Gala at the convention center. Oh man, everybody, put on your X Men finest. That's, that's the thing. With how awesome this the costumes look, I've seen some people cosplay from some of the artist sketches from over the years of some of those things, and the few that I've seen were good. But this is going to be a lot more cosplayers doing some of these suits that I, I'm looking you, forward to it. I wonder, like, I wonder how they're doing it. So in my head, for this to pull off and be excellent, is people have to apply to come and and say what they're going to wear. Because you don't want a bunch of, like, you don't want, like, 20 jeans and no storms. Well, I mean, right? it's, it's mainly going to be, though, you know, a talking about the x-men books and everything it's not going to be just uh i don't feel like a it's not a, a gala a gala well they, they want people to be dressed up and it's everything it's not just like a big party i i don't know if it would be well that never mind i'm i'm out i want to i want to go to a i want to go to a party where everyone is dressed fancy like oh yeah the but actually serving cocktails yes and stuff. exactly that would have to be though an invite kind of so? thing that's what may, will make it beautiful, and then we can all us normal people can just watch it. <laughs> but we wouldn't be invited because we wouldn't be in dresses. We're not going to be invited anyway. <laughs> I could pull off a dress and. Are you make... going to San Diego Comic Con? No, so that, that's yeah, my that's first. What I, that's what I, that's what I mean. <laughs> I know you could pull off a dress if you really wanted to. But again, I do know plenty of people that will probably start making some cosplay costumes now and. I look forward to yes, this year's. That'll be super cool. Uh, that's it for me. That's it for me. All right. Well, with that, stay thirsty for the Flash. Yeah. Or the ending of the old DCEU. It's finally over. The end. Long live James Gunn. Fiona Kia, get a club. Get a club.